Welcome to the Talks with T-Time podcast, man. I'm always glad to have you guys. Listen, what you're going to do for the next hour, kick back, sit back, and enjoy some tea time in your ears, man. We always talking about sports. We always talking about real life events. And we're always just talking about life in general. So what I need you guys to do is go ahead, kick back, and enjoy. Welcome to Talks with Tea Time. What's up, you guys? It's your boy, Tony T-Time West, man. And we're back in it again with another episode of Talks with T-Time, man. Season 2, episode 12. Hope you guys are having a wonderful Friday afternoon. If you're listening to this on this Friday or sometime this weekend, get ready to enjoy your weekend because I know that's definitely what I'm going to be doing. Uh, definitely not doing any traveling this weekend, thank God, for the first time. It feels like in forever. So coming to you live from my home um, here in Atlanta, uh, definitely want to jump into a lot today. Definitely, um, I don't know what we're gonna call this Friday. I kind of want to call it free throw, free throw, uh, Friday, just because you know basketball season is underway, and we're gonna talk a lot about basketball tonight. We're gonna talk a lot about basketball. So for you football centric people. Um, I mean, we're going to still talk a little football. We're going to cover the NFL a little bit. We're going to cover a little bit of college football and things such as that. But tonight is going to more so focus on um, the NBA, the NBA kicking off, man. A lot of good games have already taken place. And I really just want to go ahead and jump into the NBA. I also want to give before we jump into the NBA, I want to give a shout out to y'all. Um, you guys have been amazing. And we just reached 1000 listeners. Um, you guys that listen to this podcast faithfully, man, I appreciate it. Um, just getting to 1000 listeners is huge for me. I've only been doing this now for what about six months. Um, so for me to have 1000 listeners and that knowing that 1000 people listen to me at some point is amazing. So I wanted to go ahead and give you guys credit first and foremost. But I do want to talk about some of the games that are going on right now in the NBA. We'll start off there first, just kind of give you a run on the scores right now. So right now, it's actually halftime of the Atlanta Hawks, which is my team, and the Detroit Pistons playing. Right now, they're at halftime. Trey Young already has 26 points at this moment um, at halftime. Detroit is up by 363-60. We've seen a lot of Derrick Rose, too, in this game. He really brought them back. They were down by 12 at one point. And as you can see, Trey Young... And, you know, Derrick Rose have kind of been going back and forth. Trey Young has 26. Derrick Rose has 15 um, as of right now. The next game that's actually going on right now as well is Houston and Milwaukee. That's like the primetime game that everybody's watching. But that game just kicked off. Houston's up 19-10 right now. And then later on tonight at 1030, we get to see Golden State for the first time of the year. Golden State faces on the L.A. Clippers at home in their new arena and Chase uh, Arena. So that should be a, a good one to watch as well. I did want to also talk about um, some of the games that took place yesterday. Kyrie Irving was absolutely off the charts, um, you know, Wednesday night. He had 50 points in a loss to Minnesota, 126 to 127. Um, also, well, I want to give the Charlotte Hornets, my old team, a little bit of credit. Charlotte Hornets got to win 126-125 over the Chicago Bulls. I think they hit a franchise record in threes. Good for them. P.J. Washington had a big game as a rookie. He had 27 points. Devontae Graham was another guy that showed a lot of promise with 25 points. So kind of want to give those guys a shout-out, even though I don't rock with them no more. It's good to see them at least getting a win because with that team, they might not get too many more of them. Um, 
Also as well, the Philadelphia seven, uh, Philadelphia 76ers did go on to beat the Boston Celtics 107 to 93. Now this is the first game I actually kind of want to jump in and kind of analyze a little bit and we'll break it down a little bit. In this game, um I'll go off the Celtics first. Gordon Hayward had a pretty good night. He had 25 points. He was 8 from 15 from the field. Um so that was pretty huge. Also as well, Jason Tatum was 8 from 22, so he had a rough night shooting, but he did have 21 points. Um now, Kemba Walker only had 12 points. He went 4 for 18. That is not good on 34 minutes. He's going to have to do better. If they want to be solidified in the East, he is going to have to play better than that. Um, also, as well, Jalen Brown just got paid. He had 21 minutes and only 8 points. That's unacceptable. So, there's a lot of things that the Celtics obviously have to do. I mean, obviously, it's the first game, so you can't really jump in too deep. Uh, but, yeah, you want to definitely see them do more. Ben Simmons um, was the score leader for this uh, for this game for the 76ers. He had 24 points off of uh, 16 shots, basically 11 for 16. Uh, he didn't shoot any threes for anybody asking. But, uh, he, like I said, he had 24 points. We also as well got seen Joel Embiid have 15 points. Uh, Alfred, uh, uh, Alfred Horford, uh, uh, excuse me, Al Horford had 16 points. Tobias Harris had 15 points off of 11 shots, so he had a pretty decent night. Um, and also as well, Josh Richardson also had 17 points off 12 shots. So they shot uh, kind of in the middle. They kind of want to do better with that. I mean, once again, it's the first game, so I don't really think you can go into some deep analytical dive. It's the first game. Um, so definitely, you definitely want to see more out of the Boston Celtics, obviously. But like I said, if I'm a Celtics fan, I'm not freaking out right now. It's the beginning of the season. You know, it's no calls to hit on the panic button or anything like that. Um, but like I said, now this goes on, you know, throughout the season, maybe in like a month from now, then you might want to start saying, okay, we might need to hit on the panic board. But as of right now, I mean, it's not too much of a concern, I wouldn't get all upworked about it. They got plenty to prove. Also, as well, um, last night, the Denver Nuggets played the Portland Trailblazers. And a lot of people believe this is probably, mm, I would say five, this was probably two of the top five teams in the West, in my personal opinion. You definitely got to put Portland out up there after seeing how Damian Lillard has elevated his game and CJ McCollum as well. And then also, as well, Denver. I mean, they have a really nice nucleus. And I said that a lot you know, last year that they have a really nice nucleus. They have a lot of talent on that team. Um, I love Jamal Murray. I'm a huge Jamal Murray fan, and I've told people that on several occasions, I think he's one of the best young point guards in the game. Um, he has so much potential, and I think, you know, Denver really needs to kind of build around him and Jokic, obviously. Um, but they are a very talented team, and I think in this game, you know, like I said, I don't really take none of these games to heart yet. Because, once again, it's the first game of the season. So, you can't be like, oh, the world is in. And I'm going to jump on that, too, when we talk about the Lakers. Because these media people, and I know I'm, you know, kind of in some kind of sort of fashion, a part of the media by putting this out. Um, they're kind of freaking out about LeBron in L.A. And we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. But, um, like I said, it's the first game. So, you obviously want to see more out of a lot of these teams. And a lot of guys are not going to show you their best on the first night. You got to knock off those, you know. You know, you just got to knock off a lot of rust. But the Nuggets did win 108 to um, 
100 over the uh, Trailblazers. Damian Little didn't have a good game. He had 32 points, uh, 8 assists. And then, like I said, Jokic is continuing to show that he has a lot of growth as a superstar in this lead. He had 20 points, 13 rebounds. So he had a lot of good points as well. Made a lot of plays. Like I said, I'm a big fan of Jamal Murray. Um, like I said, he's a young, ascending talent that I think could be really important um, to their development. He only had 14 points last night, but he's still a very good player. Um, he shot, you know, 14 times, 14 points. You definitely don't want to see that. So kind of not the best night off of 34 minutes, but I definitely think he's uh, a possibility of being somebody that could really make a difference for that team. Um, and then also as well, C.J. McCollum was very quiet in this game. He had 12 points off of 18 shots. So, like I said, I don't want to jump too deep into these games, these NBA games analyzing, because it's so early, man. It's the first week. Don't over-criticize your team. Like, I seen Hornets fans today, like, acting like they was going to make a playoff push. Like, man, the Hornets probably got 15 to 20 more good wins in them. That's it. They're probably only winning like 21 games this year. If that, that's kind of being generous. So pump the brakes on all the high expectations and things such as that. But I guess that's kind of what makes the basketball this year a little bit more fun because there is more parity this year. There's no single-handed, oh, yeah, this team is definitely going to win the championship. Like I said, you know, a few months back in the podcast, there's about eight to nine teams that you could say, yeah, any given day, they really could win the championship. Obviously, the two teams in L.A., like I said, that's obvious. Both of those teams are definite they could win at any at any point. I think the 76ers and the Bucks are kind of in the same mix. They can win at any point. I don't count the Celtics out with all the talent that they have. I don't see how they couldn't win it at any point if they really got hot. Um, uh, I, I don't think Golden State gets to the – I don't think this year just because of injuries – um, same with Brooklyn, just because KD is out. Now, next year, we'll have a different discussion. But I don't think that they'll get there this year. Um, I mean, even teams like Utah, that's super loaded. That's six teams right there I just named that have a possible chance at doing something really special this year. So it's a lot of teams. I mean, you can't even count the Raptors out. Honestly, to be real with you, um, they just come out. I mean, I know they lost Kawhi, so the likelihood of them getting back is not very likely. Um, even a team like Indiana is very loaded up. So there's like, I just named like eight to nine teams that could really make a difference this year in trying to push for, you know, a championship. And actually, that's a perfect segue because I want to talk about the Pelicans and the Raptors. That game was exciting to watch. I think we got to see Fred Van Leek and he's continued to kind of grow off what he did in the playoffs. Um, 34 points from Fred Van Leek. Uh, I mean, that is just astounding. Um, you know, that guy has showed so much versatility during the playoffs, and now it's kind of like carrying over into the next year. Now, can Fred, Fred Finley average 25 and, and 7? No, probably not. But to see that, that should definitely be a spark for Toronto Raptors fans. Paul Siakam just got paid the day before. He had 34 points. Um, now, he did go off of 26 shots, but he still had 34 points. Um, that's huge for them. They're going to need that type of scoring because now, without, you know, Kawhi, that's a big part of their offense. Gone. Danny Green, gone. Um, 
Kyle, uh, Kyle Lowry, another one, had a pretty decent game. Now, shot-wise, he didn't shoot good. He only showed, he only sh uh, shot 14 from 15. Uh, he went 4 from 15. So he only made 22 points off of 15 shots. You don't want to see that. When you're making 22 points, you probably want to be somewhere around that 10 to 11 shot range. That's more ideal. But 15 is kind of a stretch. So you do kind of want to make sure that Kyle Lowry, you know, can get that down. But obviously, like I said, it's the first game of the year. You can't get too, you know, hyped up because it's the first game of the year, man. You can't really tell what these teams are yet. It's a lot to be told at this point. A lot of teams got to grow. A lot of teams got new teammates and things such as that. They got to put it all together. So, I mean, you can't really base anything off of anything right now, to be real. And then also, and that kind of leads me right to what I want to get to, um, the Clippers and the Lakers. Probably in the media world, it's probably the most talked about basketball game the last few days. That took place on Tuesday night. Now, let's talk about that a little bit because I feel like there's a little bit of some overreaction going on. But I do want to go over the stats first. In this game, Anthony Davis, he had 25 points off of 21 shots. He went 8 for 21. Um, Danny Green, I mean, he played amazing. 10 for 14, 28 points. Now, that's how you're supposed to shoot the ball. I mean, he was astounding. He went on 32 minutes. I mean, he was great. Now, LeBron, LeBron struggled in this game. He went 7 for 19, 18 points. In the fourth quarter, when things got tight, LeBron kind of went missing, uh, and, and we're going to talk about that in a few seconds. LeBron kind of did like what he did, you know, back when he was, you know, I think that, what, what series was that? Was that Dallas? Yeah, that was Dallas. That was Dallas the first time in Miami when he kind of just shied away. That's kind of what he did, you know, in this game, but we'll talk about that in a minute because I think that's an overreaction too in a way, but we'll talk about that in a minute. But let's talk about right now who might just be the best player active player in the NBA and Kawhi Leonard. Um, Kawhi went, you know, 10 for 19, 30 points. <laughs> I mean, Kawhi is not playing. Lou Will, let's give him some credit. He had off of 37 minutes, he had 21 points. He went 8 for 14. This, and this was out without Paul George. Paul George is still out from surgery. Um, you know, he's still struggling, you know, to get back to his complete full ability. Um, I'm going to be honest, man. Kawhi Leonard is not playing. He's not. Kawhi Leonard is not playing, man. He is coming for the throne. And that, the media is driving that narrative, and I kind of agree with it. Before the game, you've seen the speech, you know, where he was basically trying to get the crowd into it. You know, the commercial basically coming at LeBron. Like, he was coming at LeBron. He was saying, this is my city. This is my place. It's Clippers time. Forget the Lakers. It's time for the Clippers to take over L.A. Now, I've been to L.A. one time. L.A. is not a... L.A. is not a... um. L.A. is not a uh, Laker town. I mean, it's not a Clippers town. I don't think it ever will be. I think the Clippers are going to have to win some championships before it becomes a Clippers town. 
That town is always and forever going to be a Lakers town. It's too much legacy behind it. Always and forever. So I don't really see that being ever a Clippers town. But right now, I mean, let's be real. Right now, this could very well, if they win a championship this year, which I feel like <laughs> after what I seen on Tuesday, it could happen. Um, This team can win, I would say somewhere in the realm of 50 to 56, I would, I would say 55 to 60 games. This team, and this was without Paul George, they looked amazing. Obviously, Kawhi Leonard is probably going to do some load management, taking some games off. That's fine. I think he should. He did it with the Raptors, and he still won a ring, so that doesn't matter. If they can continue to utilize Kawhi the right way and get Paul George inserted in to the offense once he comes back, that's going to be important, too. He has to get inserted in because that's going to make a difference with the chemistry and all that good stuff. But if they can find a way to put it together, man, Doc Rivers is already a great coach. I wouldn't be surprised if the Clippers win this year, first year. I really Kawhi is just a different type of beast, man. He's different. He's just different. And how would that look in L.A. if the Clippers win the first year that Kawhi gets there? I don't know, man. That would raise a lot of eyebrows in that Lakers office. That will let that will raise a lot of eyebrows in that Lakers office. But I do agree that I feel like this is something that I think Kawhi is coming for LeBron. I, I mean, he's literally trolling LeBron. Like, I don't think that's a lie. That's like that's one media narrative I'm riding with. He if you've seen the commercial, he really was like low-key trolling LeBron the whole entire time. I kind of believe that. He wants to come and take that spot. He's coming into Staples Arena to do it. Now, one thing that I didn't like that I'm hearing from the narrative is LeBron ain't got no fight in him. LeBron ain't got no dog in him. Yeah, 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 yeah. LeBron's scared of uh, what Max Kellerman said, which Max Kellerman always say some off-the-wall stuff. But I think he said something on the guidelines of like, basically, LeBron don't want no smoke with Kawhi. I'm not going for that. We got to think about it. This is the first time in what? His like 15, 16, 14-year career that he hadn't had to play all the way into daggone July, June, whatever. This is the first time LeBron was done in like around my birthday. Around like March time, he was done. He was packed up, done for the year. So you got to think about it. He has to get back into a groove, man. He has to get back into a groove, playing with a completely new team. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, I, I'm sorry, and I mean to pause, y'all. Trey Young just hit a three from, like, literally the logo. And this is his third time doing this tonight. God, he's so amazing. I'm sorry. He has 30 points right now as well in the third quarter. Um, but, yeah, back to what I was saying. I'm not with that narrative of LeBron doesn't have no fight. He don't want no smoke with Kawhi. Obviously, the comments about the Clippers not being a rival, I don't really – Agree with that. I mean, I think, and, and, and Keyshawn made a good point today on first take. He said, you got to be winning some chips to be a rival. 
In a way, I agree, and in a way, I disagree. Because I don't even take it back to high school. Now, at Olympic, their biggest rival was Charlotte Catholic. And that was because Charlotte Catholic would always be winning. Now, I've talked to people from Charlotte Catholic. They said they never looked at Olympic as a rival because Olympic was never winning championships. I've talked to people that said we've never really looked at Olympic. Olympic tried to force us to be their rival, but we've never really looked at Olympic as a rival. They told that I've had people from Catholic tell me that. I mean, literally. So I kind of get where Keyshawn's coming with that perspective is that really rivalries is based off who's good and who's winning. I kind of agree with him in a, in a sense. The Clippers really ain't did Jack's crap in forever. The Lakers have 11 rings just in L.A. and five more in Minneapolis. I think he kind of has a valid point. Is the Lakers and the Clippers a rival? In a way, now that I'm thinking about it now, they're really kind of not. Even though they're in the only reason I say they are because they're in the same building. And But like I said, there's a lot more Lakers fans than there are Clippers fans. But I think he kind of has a point. I think you kind of got to start winning to be a rival. I think that's a valid point. I'm not saying I 100% agree with it. But now that I think about it, when I make it to my own life, that's kind of true. Like, for example, I'll use another example in real life that I can relate to. NC State football. i use them. Perfect example. And I'm a Clemson fan, so y'all can kind of catch the context. NC State considers us a rival. We don't consider NC. We don't care about NC State. We don't consider them a rival. Even though they got a whole textile ball, whatever. We don't really consider them an actual rival. NC State considers Clemson a rival because guess what? Clemson has been successful for the last 10 years, basically. We don't really consider NC State as a rival. But then again, when you think about proximity, for example, let's look at Clemson. I'll use Clemson again. Clemson and South Carolina is a rivalry. Point blank says just because of our proximity. Columbia is about, what, two, two and a half hours away from Clemson. And you would think kind of the same lays with the Clippers. And the Lakers, that's why I lean more towards that it is a rivalry, but I can see where Keyshawn Johnson is coming from with that point. But as far as LeBron saying that's not a, uh, this is not a rivalry completely, I think that is a little ludicrous, and I'll admit I think that's a little ludicrous, but I do think Keyshawn actually has a valid point. Now, like I said, I'm not going to go as far as saying, you know, they, they you know, they're an arch, arch rival. Like, I'm not going to go that far of saying that. But I do think they are a rival. I don't think you can say that, no, they're not a rival at all. I don't think you can really go that far with it. Because I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far with saying they're not a rival at all. Um, I think that just because off the proximity, they're in the same exact building, that gives you enough to be like, all right, we at least somewhat rivals um, in that personal perspective. But... I, I can see where Keyshawn's trying to make his point that they're not really rivals because the Clippers haven't did anything to earn to be a rival to them. So that makes that makes sense as well. This is Tony West, man, on the Talks with Tea Time podcast, man. Next, I want to go ahead and kind of jump into, you know, some NFL. 
We got to jump into some NFL. We got to jump into some trade stuff. We got to jump into, you know, what's coming up in the NFL season. Uh, what's coming up this week. What we seen last week. We have to talk about that when we get back. Because there's a lot going on in the NFL right now. A lot. Trade deadlines a week away. We got to have a conversation about that. And uh, I think we just got to jump right into it. And what can Cal Allen do this weekend against San Francisco? That's another thing I want to talk about a little bit, too. I want to talk about that a little bit because I think that's going to be interesting to see. I want to see how that's going to pan out for the Carolina Panthers, probably playing against the best defense they played so far this year. I'm interested in seeing how that's going to turn out. I am. So we're going to jump into that a little bit, too, as well. Because I am interested to see how that works. I really am. And uh, that's just me being completely honest. But when we come back, we'll go ahead and jump into that. Jump into some, uh, you know, NFL this week. Talk about some of the things that's going on right now in the NFL world. Um, And then after that, man, we'll go ahead and jump into some college football as well. Uh, Auburn LSU was a big game this weekend. We'll jump into that. Talk about that a little bit, too, because I think that has a lot of trajectory on the playoffs once again this is a big game once again for both teams because a loss for probably either one of these teams basically probably puts them out the playoffs essentially so we have to have a conversation about that as well i think you know this week is a little bit like i told you guys last week is a little bit of a better week of you know nfl i mean of college football i think it's gonna be a better week for that so i definitely want to talk about that when we come back What is going on, man? It's your boy, Tony T-Time West, man. And I'm back at it again with Talks with T-Time, man. Let's jump into some NFL football. Yeah, I do want to give you guys my Twitter and Instagram handle. It's at A-O underscore T-Time. Now, that's A-Y-O underscore T-Time. That's T-T-I-M-E-9 on the gram and also as well on Twitter, man. You can follow me there for all the football, college football takes, NBA takes, whatever you want to see. If you're on Twitter, you can follow me there. I tweet a lot. So you can definitely find me there. But I do want to go ahead and jump into some NFL football. Um, let's just jump into it, man. Last week, I'm just going to cover some of the, you know, significant games. Obviously, last week when we were actually recording, the Chiefs and the Denver Broncos were on. They The Chiefs did go on to win 30-6 to behind Matt Moore. Um, obviously, we did see the injury with, um, you know, Patrick Mahomes, which did end up being a knee situation where he dislocated his kneecap. So I knew I was kind of and I knew it was the lower extremities. I didn't know if it was the ankle or the knee because obviously that week the knee was bothering him. He had spoke about the knee bothering him, things such as that. But obviously we've seen that it wasn't the knee. Um, it was very well much the, I mean, it wasn't the ankle. It was very well much the knee. So um, definitely praying for him. He should be back in about three weeks. So obviously if they can just keep afloat for the next, you know, two and a half to three weeks, they should be fine. Um, also as well, the Atlanta Falcons, I have to talk about them since I'm here in Atlanta, um, finding another way to lose. I mean, they just finding more and more creative ways to lose, losing to the Rams 37 to 10. The Rams is coming off a three game losing streak and you know, Atlanta just looks rough right now. I mean, they're going on a five game losing streak right now. It's just like, they can't catch a win at this point. Um, 37 to 10, Matt Ryan got hurt. Devonte Freeman got jacked up. 
I mean, it was all type of shenanigans going on in that game. Um, it's unfortunate to see. Well, not for me because I'm a Panthers fan, but I know a lot of people that listen to my podcast are from the Atlanta area because I've made connections out here and I have a lot of friends and family that live out here and stuff like that. Well, not really family, but friends and stuff that listen to the podcast. And, you know, they're Falcons fans. Um, in my personal opinion, as a Carolina Panthers fan, I love to see it. But, you know, it's kind of disappointing to see how talented this team is and they can't even scotch a win. Um, so that's kind of frustrating. I know as a Falcons fan, it would probably be, you know, frustrating as well. Um, Minnesota won 42 to 30 over Detroit. Once again, Kirk Cousins has just been, he's been on fire, man. I mean, I really can't complain. I really can't talk down on him. He's been on fire. I mean, there's really nothing else to say. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers got the dub over the Oakland Raiders. They're finding themselves right now six and one. Um, I mean, I mean, Aaron Rodgers was on fire, man. Five touchdowns, 429 yards, 25 for 31. I mean, he was incredible. I mean, he literally had that offense flowing. It was just amazing. That's the best he played all year. I think we all seen that that was the best he played all year. But I did want to give Derek Carr a little bit of credit because he actually didn't play half bad. He went 22 for 28, 293 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. So he didn't play half bad. And then Josh Jacobs, who's probably going to be the rookie of the year when it's all said and done, he had 21 carries for 124 yards. So I did kind of want to give him some credit. Um, another team that I talked about last week, and some guys did kind of catch it by surprise that this team is staying afloat. But the Indianapolis Colts, man, I told you this was going to be a big game for the division. Whoever won this game would take the division. And the Indianapolis Colts is finding themselves right now 4-2, and two, man. Beating Houston, who had got kind of hot. You know, after that Carolina loss, they got hot. They kind of found some, you know, heat. And now, I mean, Jacoby Brissett is playing astounding right now. He went 26 for 39, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. Is he really the bridge quarterback? Is he really going to be the one that actually, like, because I'm going to be honest. I thought that the Colts was getting ready to tank it up. And, you know, maybe get Tua or either tank it up next year and get Trevor Lawrence. Jacoby Brissett might be the future. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying for sure. He just might be the future. Let's see how the rest of this season plays out. But he's looking like he could be a potential NFL starter. So shout out to that guy because... He looks like he could really be a starter, and that's just me being completely real. But like I said, I got to see a little more before I can definitely go out on a limb and say, yeah, he deserves to be the starter. Um, the San Francisco 49ers contended their undefeated streak. They're 6-0 right now. Um, we're going to talk about them in a little minute when we talk about the Carolina Panthers and them. Um, they beat Washington in a real sloppy, wet, rainy game, 9-0. Um, the L.A. Chargers is another team kind of similar to the Falcons. The only thing that was different is that they the, the Chargers actually have injuries that have literally killed them. Um, you know, obviously, like I said last week with Derwin James, uh, you know, Ocon being gone, that just kind of like took their life. And they're finding new ways to lose. They lost to Tennessee 23-20. to Next game, I hate these people so much, but the New Orleans Saints, um, I'm almost ready to say they're the best team in the NFC. And I really don't even think it's up for question at this point. Um, winning this game 36 over 20, uh, 25 over the Chicago Bears, probably the best defense in 
football right now, one of the best. They put up 36 on them, man. 36 points. Um, the Saints are good. Mr. Trubisky sucks. I mean, I've really tried to be patient with that guy. And I really try to say, well, he got a lot of development to do. No, this kid sucks. We got to call it what it is. We got to call a spade a spade, fam. This dude is not a good quarterback. And I told people that. When he got drafted over Deshaun Watson, like I said last week, I called into WFNZ 610 in Charlotte. And I was like, this is blasphemous. This is crazy how this the day after the draft. This is crazy how Deshaun Watson, Mitchell Trubisky got picked over Deshaun Watson. I was just so amazed by that. And the Bears are now paying for it. And I think Deshaun Watson kind of went on record today, actually, and said those same sentiments that, oh, well, they got to pay for it. They passed up on. Imagine that team with Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson with that defense. Oh, my God. I mean, that would be they would be NFL Super Bowl contender. No doubt about it. But I think we got to call a spade a spade, man. Mr. Biskey is nothing but a Blaine Gabbert or a Blake Bortles. He's just not a starting quarterback. And I think it's time. I, I ain't too far from saying the Bears should tank next year and get Trevor Lawrence or somebody or even this year and get to him. Like they, they, they just, they, 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 I can't even, I'm really astounded on how bad. Trubisky, he sucks. I mean, he's really not a good quarterback. And I'm not trying to be rude. He's just not a good quarterback, man. Um, next game is Baltimore versus Seattle. I've seen a lot out of Lamar Jackson that I like to see. Obviously, you want to see his ability to throw the ball down the field a little bit more. I don't think Hollywood Brown is quite yet ready to be a number one wide receiver straight up. But, man, that kid's got talent. And I can't wait till he is ready to be because the Ravens is another team that has built around their quarterback. If we're looking at it right now, we're going to jump into the Jets in a few seconds here. If we're looking back at the 2018 class, the best quarterback to come out is Lamar Jackson. And really, it's not up for the debate. Um, Sam Darnold, seeing ghost or whatever he said, which <laughs> I know what that means because I played football. He, he's, he ain't ready. And we'll talk about him in a few seconds, but he ain't ready. Josh Rosen can't even keep his starting spot in Miami. A lot of people thought this dude was the chosen child. He can't even keep his spot in Miami. I I mean, I'm just being real. I remember Bill Polian going on, and this was back in 2017. I remember Bill Polian going out saying Lamar Jackson needed to be a wide receiver. Which obviously has a racial component to it, and I'm not even going to jump into that today. But... Lamar Jackson is the best quarterback right now that's came out of that class. And that was supposed to be such a, a top-heavy, all these Darnold and, you know, it was just a crazy Baker Mayfield. I mean, it was ridiculous. That was supposed to be like the best quarterback class we've ever seen, almost. And really, it only looks like one person is panning out. And that's Lamar. Everybody else is struggling. I mean, Baker Mayfield looks like crap. Um, Sam Donald seeing ghost. Josh Rosen can't even keep a starting job in Miami. I mean, <laughs> I'm not trying to be rude or anything, but Lamar Jackson is the best quarterback, and I don't think it's really close. Um, the Dallas Cowboys woke back up this weekend. 
They beat the Eagles, and the Eagles is another poor excuse of a secondary in the defense. They suck. I mean, they're bad. Um, yeah, I mean, Dallas won 37-10. It wasn't even close. Dak Prescott looked kind of back to himself how he looked the first three weeks. But I, once again, I kind of think that goes off of, you know, the Eagles' defense just really sucks. They suck. I mean, let's just call it what it is. I'm tired of being nice on this podcast. I'm about to start getting real. This is talks with T-Time, man. These teams suck. And some of these, you just got to call it what it is, man. Like the Falcons. Sorry, Atlanta people. Y'all suck. I mean, there's no other way around it. The Jets. Y'all had one good game. Y'all suck. And we'll go. I got to get into y'all next, man. Just getting beat 33 to nothing. I, I want to go to the stat line on, on my man, Sam Darnold. I like Sam Darnold. But this kid ain't got it, man. He went 11 32. I, and before I even say his stats, I know that this is probably the best New England defense they've ever had. Or one of, definitely. This is like as good as they were back in Ty Law. Teddy Bruschi, Rodney Harrison days. This is the best they've been since then defensive-wise. Stephon Gilmore is probably the best corner in the NFL right now. We understand that. Sam Donald went 11 for 32, 86 yards, zero touchdowns, four interceptions. Ridiculous. I feel so bad for Le'Veon Bell. He's literally... Used to be a top five running back. I don't even know if I put Le'Veon Bell in the top 10. And I really think it's just because his offense is why I don't know if I would put him in the top 10 right now. Because we haven't seen enough. Um, Sam Donald is not it. I, I, and I think it's still, it's too early on him. And I'm going to tell you why. Sam Donald is so young. Sam Donald's only like 21. Like he's super young. Like, he is really, really young. Like, Mr. Trubisky, like, I think we done seen enough of him. Like, we know what he is. But I would give Sam Donald another year before you start doubting him. Sam Donald is really young on a really young team in the Jets. They put a lot of good pieces around this year, but they're still, for the most part, really young. I mean, let's just be honest. For the most part, they're really young. Um, Like I said, if you really think about it, some of their veterans at this point would be Le'Veon Bell, Mosley, Ryan, uh, Ryan Khalil, I believe, came out of retirement uh, to go play with them. Um, not a lot of veteran leadership on that team, man. That's a lot of youth. So that's one thing you also want to keep in perspective as well. But that's my take on that. Jets, man, I, I feel sorry for Jets fans. If you're a Jet fan, you got to be a loyal as a person. I mean, I just I don't get it. I couldn't stay a Jets fan. That's just got to be humiliating anyway um so let's get into this week so this week we got washington and minnesota that are actually playing as i'm recording this right now on thursday night it's three to three right now so that's interesting so we'll see how that game plays out um another game i want to keep my eyes on this week and i'm not going to go over every well i will go over every game actually i'm going to give you the score for every game some games i'm not going to really analyze on i'll just give you a score cincinnati's 0-7 i don't think they get a win this week against the rams give me the rams 31 to 10 seattle comes into atlanta this week obviously we've heard a lot about julio jones getting upset you know blanking on people telling me we got to pull it together I still don't think that changed anything. Matt Ryan's more than likely, from what I heard from sources today, he's not. He didn't practice today, which more than likely means he's not playing on Sunday. Also, Grady Jarrett, I heard, is probably not playing on Sunday either. 
So I think Seattle wins this game, obviously, and I don't think it's really close. Probably more so like 27-3, to 27-10, something like that. Um, next, we have the Eagles versus the Philadelphia. Uh, we have the Eagles versus the Buffalo Bills. Um, Buffalo is 5-1. and one. That Eagles defense is so sorry. Like, I, I'm going to pick the Eagles in this game because I don't, I'm not a believer in Buffalo, even though they're 5-1. and one. They really haven't played anybody yet but the Patriots, and they, that's the game they lost. Um, that I don't believe in Josh Allen. I don't. I'm going to take the Eagles in this game in an upset, like 24-21, something like that. But the Eagles defense, I wouldn't be surprised they lose that game at all. The Bears go, um, well, actually, L.A. comes out to Chicago to the Midwest and plays the Chicago Bears. The Chargers, I just, same thing with them. Like, they're just so hurt up, and they just look so disgusting right now. I have to say, as of right now, I'm going to have to say Mitch Trubisky and them might get a win this week just because the Chargers look just, they just keep finding, they're like the Falcons. They keep finding ways to lose. Um, the Detroit Lions are 2-3-1, and one, but I always tell y'all, do not let that record fool you. That is actually a pretty decent team. I think they win this week against the Giants. I would say something like 27-20, to 20, something kind of in that ballpark. The Jets in Jacksonville, I already told you guys, I don't think the Jets are a really good team. They're just young right now. I'm going to take the Jacksonville Jaguars in this game to get themselves back to 500. I think they could win this game kind of big, too. I would say like 34-10. to um, Next, we have Arizona, who actually finds themselves 3-3-1. and So with a first-year team, first-year coach, first-year quarterback, not, not really bad, honestly, to find themselves 3-3-1. and but going against New Orleans, I mean, yeah, let's just be real. Like I said, New Orleans might be the second best team in the NFL right now. Um, I think that's a loss. I would probably say somewhere in the guidelines of like, you know, 28 to 14, something like that. It's a two-point. I would say it's a two-score game. Um, Tennessee and Tampa, both teams that are kind of weird because I feel like with Tampa, they have the ability to be a lot better than what their record indicates, but they are 2-4 and four right now. And I kind of feel the same way about Tennessee as well. I mean, we've seen the, the quarterback controversy and the quarterback stuff they got going on, but I'm going to take – Tampa in this game actually to win. I'm gonna take Tampa getting to three and four um, in this game, and I can see them winning this game close, maybe like a a, a twenty seven to twenty eight type deal. Um, next we have the Colts against Denver. Colts are at home; they're two and one at home. I think they continue to win at home. I think Denver loses this game, find themselves two and six, and I think the Colts win this game probably like thirty one to twenty eight. Um, next, and this is the game I feel like is probably the game of the week or one of the better games of the week, is the San Francisco 49ers against the Carolina Panthers. Um, so let's go ahead and jump into this game because this game we're going to analyze a little bit. The Carolina Panthers are 4-0 without Cam Newton. Cam Newton is not playing in this game as well. Um, Kyle Allen will still get the start. Christian McCaffrey uh, will be back out You know where he went to college at, out in that area in Napa Valley. Um, it's going to be interesting to kind of see what Carolina can do against the San Fran front seven. DeForest Buckner, Joey Bosa. I mean, not, is that, no, Nick Bosa. I'm sorry. I'm getting the Bosa brothers mixed up. I mean, they are loaded on that D-line. That D-line is good. 
And I watch them, and they are good. That D-line is really good, and they can cause a lot of havoc. Their secondary is also really good. I'm going to take San Fran in this game, man. I hate to be, do that because I am a Panthers fan, but I got to be realistic. I'm taking San Fran in this game. I think it's going to be low, ugly, defensive. Because Carolina got a good defense, too. Don't get it confused. Carolina has a really good defense. This is going to be a low, ugly scoring game, like 13-10, something like that. Like It's going to be a low, ugly dogfight in this game right here. Um, but I think this is going to probably be one of the better. If you into defenses, that's the game you're going to want to watch. And to me, without you know Patrick Mahomes playing in that Kansas City game, this is probably the best game of the week is the Carolina versus San Francisco game. Then we have Cleveland at New England. I'm not believing in Cleveland. Um, it's in Foxborough. I'm taking New England in this game pretty decidedly, too. I don't care how much talent the Browns got. If, if you know, if your boy Baker Mayfield can't put it together, they're going two and five come Sunday. So I'm gonna say Patriots 31 to 21. No, I'm not even gonna say 21. I'm gonna say 13 to 10. I believe in that defense they got up there in New England. Then Houston plays, plays Oakland. Um, I'm gonna take Houston in this game over Oakland. I think Oakland kind of comes back to reality. I think Oakland is a better team than what we expected them to be this year. I'll admit that. I think Oakland is a lot better than what I expected Oakland to only get four wins. They already have three. So, I mean, that's pretty good. I can't really knock them on that um, for them. Like I said, I only expected them to get about four or five, especially after that, the, you know, A-B situation. I, I thought they would only get like four wins. Um, but the fact that they got this many wins kind of shows me that they have made improvements. Like I said, Green Bay, Kansas City, I mean, no Patrick Mahomes. We know I'm going with Aaron Rodgers in that game. Give me Aaron Rodgers in that game, 34 to like 20. And then two bad teams, Pittsburgh and Miami on Monday night. I don't know why these Monday night games are so freaking horrible, but they are just horrendous. Um, In that game, man, I don't care who wins. I'm going to take Pittsburgh because it's in Pittsburgh, but both of those teams are just flat-out horrible, man. I mean, just a lot of injuries on both of those teams. And then also as well, just not a lot of talent on Miami. Miami at this point have almost basically admitted that they're trying to tank. I mean, let's just be real, man. It is what it is at this point with them. I just personally feel like, you know, at this point, who cares who wins that game? Monday night games have just been so bad this year. So I'm kind of looking forward to a good Monday night game. I don't know when that's going to come, but yeah, those games have been horrible. But I do want to give you my Twitter and social media handles again. It's at AO underscore T-Time 9. You can follow me there. Like I said, um, a lot of content that I'll be putting out, you know, also as well on the Talks with T-Time podcast. You can follow me on there as well on Instagram. Um, next, we got to jump into some college football. I want to talk a little bit about Clemson today, if you guys don't mind. And I also as well want to talk Ohio State, Wisconsin, and we got to jump on Wisconsin for losing last week because we're not letting anybody slide on slander. If you play bad, you catch slander. That's how we do here. If you play bad, we you're going to catch slander, even if it's Clemson. If they come on and play bad, they're catching some slander. <laughs> That's just how it's going. So when we come back, we're going to jump into Wisconsin. We're going to jump into some college football. And uh, we'll really get into college football in this week.
up, you guys? It's your boy, Tony T. Tom West. And I would love to have you guys to be a part of my podcast. If you want to come on my podcast as a feature, just to call in as a fan or anything like that, I would love to have you guys on my podcast. If you're interested, let me know at AO underscore T time nine on Instagram and also as well on Twitter at AO underscore T time nine. I would love to have you on my podcast. What is going on? It is your boy, Tony T-Time West, man. And we're back at it again. I love that gonna speed it up beat, man. That thing go crazy. Let that beat play a little bit. Hold on, man. Woo, man. That thing's some fire, man. I'm sorry, man. But anyway, let's jump into some college football, man. Like I told y'all, I wanted to talk a little bit of, you know, some college football, this night, you know, I want to talk a little bit about Auburn and LSU, obviously. I want to talk a little bit about Ohio State, Wisconsin, but now that game kind of doesn't seem the same anymore uh, just because they lost <laughs> to Illinois, who was thinking about firing Lovey Smith a few days ago. Um, so we got to talk about that because you, when you look at it at that perspective, that's a game that Wisconsin is supposed to power walk through. Now, a lot of things that we don't realize is that these guys are 18 to 22, 23-year-old kids for the most part. They got a lot going on, more than football. A lot of these guys, you know, probably are in a few months, probably going to be the breadwinners of their family, their whole entire family. So we got to take in years or whatever the case may be. So we have to keep that in perspective as well. But I, we got to give Wisconsin, you can't fly away from the slander. Losing to Illinois. I mean, Illinois, they were one. I mean, they, that, that is not a good team, man. I mean, they are not a good team at all. Like I said, they were talking about firing Lovey Smith. I just read an article like, Last week, I want to say, and they were talking about firing Lovey Smith. He's three and four right now, but before that game, he was two and four. Um, Wisconsin going to drop the ball in Champaign. That by one point on top of that, Wisconsin. The Wisconsin always does this though, so I don't see why people are really that surprised. They do this every year. They start out hot, then they lose somebody they're not supposed to lose to. They lose to a few more teams after that. They got Ohio State at 12 o'clock in the horseshoe. I don't think this game is going to be close. Ohio State, and as much as I hate to say it, they have been dominant. I mean, they have looked like probably the second best offense behind LSU. They have looked like one of the best defenses in the country. They have been electric, and they have been fun to watch because I've watched a few of their games this year. Justin Fields and in Georgia, we got to talk about them too because they barely beat Kentucky this weekend. So after losing to South Carolina, you would think they would respond by blowing Kentucky, who had a, a freaking wide receiver in at quarterback, out. You would think they would blow them out. Kentucky had a third-string wide receiver at, in at quarterback. 
their first-string quarterback got hurt, their second-string quarterback got hurt, and then at the third-string, they had to put a wide receiver in that quarterback. We got to have a real conversation about that because I'm almost thinking now <laughs> Georgia might let the wrong quarterback stay. To, well, I don't know. I think Fromm might be, I don't know, Eason, is he better than Eason? Because Eason just lost to Oregon, but that was a pretty good game. Eason played pretty decent. So it wasn't like it was his fault that he lost that game. But Jake Fromm just has not looked great at all this year. Like, he just hasn't. He hasn't looked good at all. But anyway, I'm not even going to jump into Georgia today because you know I can go on on them for years, but... I want to talk a little bit about Clemson. And I know y'all going to be like, oh, here goes Tony about to be a homer again. I swear I'm not. But I think we have to have a conversation about Clemson too because I feel like they're getting a little bit mistreated. Just a little bit. I think they're kind of getting mistreated a little bit. Now, I want to go look. I'm going to go look at Clemson's schedule here. I have their schedule right in front of me. So they played Georgia Tech. They beat them 52-14. to Expected, right? Right. Texas A&M, who we know now is not really that good of a team. They're just an average, middle-of-the-road SEC team. Clemson really beat them 24-3. They scored a touchdown with like 30 seconds left in the game. Clemson really beat this team 24-3. Really, if we being really honest. And Clemson didn't play that good that game, and they still beat them 24-10, which it really should have been, like I said, 24-3. Syracuse the next week, they won 41 to 6. The next week they played Charlotte. They won 52 to 10. Now the Carolina game, yes, I can get why y'all can say, okay, Clemson should have blown Carolina out too. But once again, like I said, these guys are college kids. I think this is a game where Clemson kind of went to sleep. It was the week before the bye week. I've told you guys on this podcast several times. Clemson always, if you want to catch Clemson, play it in a week before they bye week because that's when they tend to not show up. Any team that scheduled Clemson, if you won't schedule them, schedule them right before the bye because you actually might knock them off because they never show up the week before the bye. And we've seen that from Clemson the last four seasons. And I explained that on the other podcast. And then they blowed out Florida State. They blowed out Louisville. Now, does the, the ACC suck? Yes. The ACC is horrible. There's no good team in the ACC but Clemson. I don't even know if there's a team really even worth being ranked in the ACC right now. Even though Wake Forest is sitting at 25 right now, they barely beat a Florida State team. Clemson just beat by 35. Like, I don't really know if, well, 31, my bad. So I, I don't really know if I can go out on a limb and say any of these teams in ACC need to be ranked besides Clemson. But I did my research today. And I went back and looked at Clemson's schedule from last season. And to be honest, you guys, <laughs> you want to know the truth? I didn't see much of a difference. Last year when Clemson went 15-0, and Clemson only played two ranked teams the whole entire season. Yep, I said it, two ranked teams. Because Texas A&M was not ranked when they played them last season. I'm going to go over the schedule from last year. You tell me, is it any much different 
than what it was this year. Furman, they beat them 48 to 7. Texas AM, they beat them 28 to 26. Georgia Southern, they beat them 38 to 7. Georgia Tech, they beat them 49 to 21. Syracuse, they beat them 27 to 23. Wake Forest, they beat them 63 to 3. And I'm going to jump to where we would be now. They beat NC State 41 to 7. That don't really much sound much different than this schedule I just named off. Georgia Tech, AM, Syracuse, the same bunch of teams. You switch UNC for, let's see who you switch UNC for. You switch UNC for maybe like Georgia Southern, I guess maybe. I don't know somebody like that. But, I mean, this is our NC State. This is basically the same exact schedule as last year. So is Clemson that much worse than we really think they are? That everybody's saying, oh, my God, Clemson's just this such a horrible team. They shouldn't deserve to be in the top ten. I mean, let's be real. This is almost the same exact schedule as last year. Actually, a little bit more challenging, if we're being honest. Because last year, they played, in the first seven weeks, they played two teams that were not power five teams. Well, two teams that were not, well, Georgia Southern is power five, but they didn't, Furman's not power five. They're FCS. And Georgia Southern is actually newly converted FCS. They've only been FBS for what, like two or three years now? It hasn't been long. It's been since like 20, maybe 14, 15 ballpark. So they haven't even been converted over that long. So the whole notion of, oh, Clemson doesn't look good because Trevor Lawrence has struggled, I kind of don't agree with that. Because Clemson's defense, Isaiah Simmons, is amazing. That Clemson defensive line, they don't they didn't like rebuild. They literally reloaded. Like they didn't change anything. Like they almost are I hate to say it, and a lot of people probably gonna disagree with me. I think Clemson's off a defense is better this year than they were last year. I do. I think Clemson's defense is actually overall, this is the best Clemson secondary I've seen in a long probably ever. This is the best Clemson secondary I've ever seen. This is probably the best Clemson secondary, yeah, that I've seen my whole entire 25 years of life. They are amazing on all sides. The two safeties, Kavon Wallace and Tanner Muse, have both looked completely different than last year. Last year, they like they were deer and caught in headlocks a lot. But this, game, this year, they don't look too much like deer caught in headlights. Looks like the game has slowed down for both of them. And Tanner Muse... He just got named for the Jim Thropper Award, which is best defensive back, basically, in the country. He is playing really good right now. Nolan Turner has played really good down the stretch. Denzel Johnson has played really good. They have Boston College this week. This is their homecoming, stuff like that. So this is kind of a game you might want to watch out to. But Boston College, I mean, they lost to Kansas at home. Like, I don't think this is going to be a game where Clemson loses. Um. But, yeah, I mean, like I say, anything's possible, obviously, but I don't think this is going to be a game Clemson loses. But I want to talk about some of the games this week. SMU is actually playing right now. They're up 23. I mean, they're up 21-13 over Houston. SMU, by the way, is undefeated right now. I don't know if anybody caught that, but they are undefeated right now. They're 6-0 and looking like they're on their way to 7-0. Um, Oklahoma, they're playing a, a 4-2 Kansas State team. Um it's going to be nice to see what Jalen Hurts can do. Jalen Hurts has put on an absolute clinic throughout this year. As we already talked about, Ohio State-Wisconsin in that game. I already told you guys I'm taking Ohio State. 
And I'm taking Ohio State big. I think this is going to be 40. I'd probably say like 49, 20, something like that. Um, Appalachian State, another 6-0 team. Probably to me the best team in the state of North Carolina. And I think they have a good chance of beating South Carolina. And also as well, I think they play somebody else big this year. Was it Wake Forest? Somebody, App State plays somebody else. I'm about, actually I'm going to go look actually right now. This is talking with Teton, but I really want to see who App State's plays because they have a real possible chance of running the table. And a lot of people are not talking about that. App State has a real legit chance of running the table this year, going completely undefeated. They already beat North Carolina. So they have South Carolina. And that they literally have about two more challenging games in their schedule. Three, because Troy always played good. South Carolina will be challenging for them. Georgia Southern, it depends, but they got that game in Boone, and that's next weekend. And then you have Georgia State, who's playing really good. They'll play that game here down in Atlanta. And then Troy always has a pretty stout team. But if they beat South Carolina, man, I don't see how they couldn't go undefeated. I mean, they could very well win it all. And obviously, once again, the big game this week is probably LSU-Auburn. I'm taking LSU in this game, man. I think LSU continues to stride. I don't believe in Bo Nix. I've been telling y'all this for weeks. I don't think this dude is that great of a quarterback. Um, I just don't believe in him. I don't. I mean, this is what it is. I don't think this game is going to be close. I think LSU blows them out like 49 to like 10. It's going to be a blowout. I don't think Auburn stands a chance against LSU, me personally. That's just me being completely honest. And then the other big game is Notre Dame versus Michigan. Michigan showed me all I need to know last week. You know, obviously the rumors about Jim Harbaugh trying to go back to the NFL. I don't know why any NFL teams would want him when he can't even win at the college level. I don't understand that. He can't even win at the college level. Why would I want him and he can't win at the college level? Like, that makes no sense. But anyway, also as well, the Hawks won, so they're 1-0. So that's good. They looked amazing. Trey Young finished out the game with 36 points, so he looked amazing. Um, but, yeah, I don't see why you would hire Jim Harbaugh and he can't even get Michigan to ever beat Ohio State. Um, yeah, I'm not doing that. That's just me being completely honest. I'm not doing that. So that's that. But, man, that's going to wrap up the Talks with Teton podcast for tonight. Obviously, next week we'll jump into a lot. Um. Next week, we'll jump into a lot, man. It's going to be a lot because I think next week, college football playoff, you know, ranking star coming out. So we'll be able to talk about a lot next week. NBA will be full swing underway. Everybody will have played by then. NFL will be able to tell a lot after this week. Now in the NFL, you got to kind of start kind of preparing for, you know, playoffs. Got to start putting that in perspective now. You're like almost halfway through the season already. So that's going to be important. But this is Talks with T-Time, man. Like I said, my Twitter and Instagram handle is AO underscore T-Time. Now, you can also follow the Instagram page for the podcast at Talks with T-Time. That is Talks with T-Time. Exactly how it's spelled. Talks with T-Time, the podcast, man. We're on there. Um, as soon as you put in Talks with T-Time, you'll, we'll pull right up. So 
Um, you guys, I appreciate you guys, man, for tuning in. Thank you for the 1K listens, man. I really do appreciate it. And um, we're signing out, man. I hope you guys have a great weekend.